Hey sisters, before we dive into this week's episode, I want to remind you that there are three very clear phases to achieving optimal health, energy, weight, weight release, and feeling flippin' amazing in your body in perimenopause. The first is calming the hormonal chaos. We cannot get to the root of any issue if your body's inflamed, if the habits that you're keeping mean you're not sleeping well, meaning you're bloated, meaning you're super moody and impatient. It's really difficult to get anywhere when that's the case. Of course, when we calm it, we head into phase two, which is where we really find the actual root of the issue. And sometimes we find the root and you think, I don't want to deal with this issue yet. And sometimes we find the root and think, okay, I guess I have to deal with this issue now. Neither are comfortable, but identifying it is a huge part of it. And then stage three is when we create a new strategy to support that change, the new habits, the new life that you want. It doesn't take that long. In the grand scheme of your life, you can feel amazing in four months even. You can see and feel a significant improvement in just one month. We can move through these phases really quickly when we work together closely, which is why I am opening up the spring enrollment intake for my one month private hormone rebalancing and weight loss program. Right now you can apply in, it's a free application. It is by application only because I need to get to know you a little bit better. And then all you need to do is look for an email from me saying whether you've been accepted and and a link in there to schedule a call. It's a free assessment where I take 30 minutes and we connect. I better understand what you're struggling with. I walk you through the program and we determine whether it's a fit for you. I don't take everyone. I work really closely with my clients, but they always get results when they follow the path. Don't take my word for it. You can check out the testimonials on my website, but most importantly, I really want to help you feel better. It wasn't that long ago that I was completely lost and in full hormonal chaos and couldn't even understand what was going on beneath the surface of my body. And now a few years later, I feel like an entirely different person and have more energy and feel better in my body than I ever have before in my life. I want to make sure you hear this message because if it's resonating with you, if you listen to the podcast, if you follow me on social or you get my emails and the things that I've been saying have, have kind of niggled at you in your gut, don't wait. We're just a couple months away from summer, which can for some of us get busy again. Now is the time to focus on you for one month. And when you do, you will thank me. I promise. All right. Grab your pen, grab your notes section. We're about to dive in to this week. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. 
This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, sisters, and welcome back to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm so excited to dive into today's episode, where we are going to talk about one of the most frustrating symptoms of perimenopause, which is poor sleep. If you've ever found yourself, or maybe it's happening right now, finding yourself lying awake at night, staring at the ceiling, maybe you're in sweats, like sweating in your body, maybe you have no idea why you're awake, maybe your mind is racing, you feel wide awake, you're definitely not alone. Studies actually show that up to 61% of women in perimenopause experience poor sleep quality. But don't worry, because today we're going to explore why this is happening and how to fix it. And it's to me, this is one of the biggest ones, because when I was in the depths of my hormonal chaos, I have always been like a super sleeper, where sleep, you know, actually all my family, we, we just are genetically disposed to being amazing sleepers, meaning my brother, my sister, both my parents. I shouldn't say that. You know, my mom has worked shift work as a nurse for years and years and years and on call. And so I don't think she's as super of a sleeper as the rest of us. But the rest of us got this amazing gene from my dad's side where we can just fall asleep at the drop of the hat and sleep solid. Now, when I was starting my hormonal chaos around the age of 37, 38, it started with this real energy suck. It started with this crazy fatigue. It started with this you know, irregular periods, started with skin struggles, then it moved into bloating, which I found so uncomfortable and indigestion and like real tummy troubles that way, not to mention irritability, but the straw that broke the camel's back for me was suddenly I couldn't sleep. And it was, I had no trouble falling asleep, but I would wake up in the night either slick with sweat or so hot, I just could no longer function. And it was like puddles of water in my bed. I, and for me, it really scared me. It was kind of that final piece that drove me to the doctor because let me tell you, if you Google night sweats, there's a lot of tough things that come up as a potential symptom of it that can freak you out and have your mind spinning. And then guess what your mind is racing about at two to 4 a.m. So, I understand how awful that is. And even to this day, even though I have a full understanding of how to work towards keeping my hormones balanced, of how to nourish it, about how to handle stress, which plays such a significant role about this, like this is why perimenopause is different for different women because of the amount of stress we've been having our whole lives and the amount we have right now. It's different. There's a tiny little slice of the pie that's about genetics, but the rest has everything to do with our stress levels, our lifestyle habits, how inflamed we are. So reducing that stress and learning to manage it on the other end, nourishing on the front end and managing on the other end, 
It's something I have really learned how to do and created a, a proven formula to work on. But, but because we're in this naturally hormonally shifting time frame that is inevitable, right? This reverse puberty, I still have time periods where maybe my decisions aren't nourishing as well as they should. So when my sleep starts to struggle again, which it sometimes does because of my lifestyle choices or the amount of stress that's going on, that is always the quickest indicator for me that it's time to dig a little deeper, figure out what the source of my issue is, and really lean on those kind of key fundamentals um, to make sure that I'm nourishing and managing stress properly. So all that to say, you know, all that to say, today we're going to explore why this is happening, because I always find when I understand why something is happening, it makes me more committed to fixing it, because finding the understanding behind something, one, guarantees your result then, because you're going to pick the right path. Um, So let's dig into that. We're going to explore why this is happening and how to fix it. Why are perimenopausal women having trouble sleeping? So there are several factors at play. Number one, of course, hormone fluctuations. As you approach menopause, your hormone levels begin to fluctuate, particularly estrogen and progesterone. And these, as you may have heard me talk about before, are symbiotic in nature, meaning that when there is not enough of one, there's automatically too much of the other. And that's in a healthy, balanced body. So if we're dealing with some excess estrogen, then we're going to not have enough progesterone. All of these changes can disrupt your sleep-wake cycle and lead to insomnia, hot flashes, anxiety, and other sleep disturbances. This is why often, you know, people try to take melatonin, but melatonin isn't necessarily the missing issue here. Sometimes it is, but more often than not, it's the overworking of the body behind the scenes. When we sleep, our body kind of does this natural, you know, cleanup, right? The way you would clean your oven. And when that happens, when that happens, if the body has a lot of extra toxins to deal with, like an excess of cortisol or an excess of estrogen that it needs to also deal with, it has to deal with those things first before it's actually able to do its own function. So it starts to overwork, which can naturally wake us up, naturally make us feel hotter, and all these awful sleep disturbance style things. Number two, of course, is our buddy stress. Perimenopause can be a really stressful time with many of us women in this age juggling work, family, and other responsibilities. It's like that sandwich generation, right? We're raising children. We are, you know, helping aging parents. We have peaking careers and we have shifting hormones. And, you know, stress triggers the release of cortisol and other stress hormones which can interfere with sleep and exacerbate other perimenopausal symptoms. And number three, the third reason why perimenopausal women are having trouble with sleep are lifestyle factors. Poor sleep habits, such as staying up late, watching TV in bed, and consuming caffeine or alcohol before bedtime can contribute to poor sleep quality. I'm fully going to raise my hand here. 
these were things I was in the habit of waking up to caffeine and falling asleep to wine and always with my face in front of a TV to try to numb my brain to get me to fall asleep. And when I woke up, you know, get reaching right for my phone and being consumed with the shenanigans of social media. And those are poor sleep habits. They impact things. So you're not alone if that's you. <laughs> Please send me a message if that's you. Tell me I'm not alone. You can change. Um, and and it's really can come down to a great framework. So in order to improve your sleep quality during perimenopause, I have a, a, what I like to call the sleek acro- sleep acronym framework. S is for sleep environment. You want to make sure to create a relaxing sleep environment by keeping your bedroom cool, dark, and quiet. So what we don't always realize, especially, you know, with having partners sleeping in bed with us, is that the temperature of our bedroom really matters. Optimal sleep temperature is about 67 degrees Fahrenheit. I can't... I guess I could try to figure that out for Celsius, you guys. Let's see. Don't they say it's minus 32, which would make that 35 and divide it in half? So like 18 degrees, we'll call it. 18 degrees Celsius, 67 degrees is is ideal sleeping temperature for the human body. So create a cool bedroom. You know, if you have issues with sensitivity, make sure it's dark. Put in earplugs if you need those things. And of course, avoid using electronics in bed. And then establish a consistent sleep-wake cycle. I talked about that with the Oreo Oreo sandwiching your day in one of the previous um, episodes. How you wind down at night is almost more critical than that miracle morning routine that everybody talks about. Because the winding down at night is what allows you to wake up in time for that morning routine that is also really important for the rest of your day. Okay, the L part of sleep is for lifestyle changes. You want to make sure you're reducing stress in your life by practicing relaxation techniques like meditation or yoga. I will admit, I am not the best at sitting and doing a regular or guided meditation, but I have found so much peace and so much calm and so much presence in my body in terms of meditation and breath through yoga or through just sitting on the mat sometimes in some deep stretching or through a walk as long as I'm not listening to anything and I'm just moving. So realize that very, like find me a yogi or an avid meditator who struggles with a hormone imbalance or even excess weight to lose. They really don't exist. And that is because of the presence it brings into the body and the stress reduction that comes with. It is the cheapest and most affordable way you can heal yourself. Real quick, sister, are you ready to have the best health of your life in midlife? I'm not exactly sure why you were here, but I bet you I can take a pretty great guess. Maybe you're starting to hear more and more about this perimenopause thing. I mean, can we be honest about the fact that we heard about menopause, but nobody told us about perimenopause? And now that you are reaching those magical ages, you're wondering if that is why you are feeling a bit off. 
Or maybe you know you are in it and you're sick of feeling stuck, tired, don't want to buy new pants, and frustrated that you're actually doing the things to feel better, but the things aren't working. Or maybe you're feeling okay and want to make the most of this time and get ahead of your shifting hormones. Whatever the reason, I'm so glad that you are here because life is too short to feel anything less than amazing. Perimenopause and menopause is a time for freedom, not to be weighed down by your hormones or how you feel in your body. You were meant for more, sister. So whether you're having symptoms or wanting to prevent symptoms, you are in the right place and I am here to be your guide to having the best health of your life in midlife and beyond. I want to invite you into the Perimenopause Posse. It's the perfect starter course and membership for the clear guidance you need to understand the hormonal shifts of perimenopause, start healing your hormones, and shift into fat burning month after month. In the Posse, you get my step-by-step course to support your hormones and get them working for you so you can achieve the weight release, muscle growth, or just the energy gain that you want for your life. You also get a great community of sisters to support you and a monthly live training and Q&A with me so I can answer your specific questions, as well as monthly nutrition plans and workouts designed to go with the flow of your hormones. And of course, a few other great bonuses. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes below to join the posse. Start your step-by-step program and meet me inside of the community. It's everything you need to master your hormones and shift into fat burning month after month. So click link below in the show notes and meet me in there. All right, back to this episode. Quickly. Of course, you want to limit caffeine and alcohol intake. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I am committed to either no coffee or one coffee a day and never, ever, 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 ever on an empty stomach because it just automatically makes things worse and running amok in your body. And of course, alcohol intake. Um, And really avoid eating heavy foods or even spicy foods before bedtimes. These can really impact your hormones. The first E is for estrogen support. So you want to understand how to help regulate your hormone levels so that you can improve your sleep. All too often in the early parts of perimenopause, it's more that our estrogen is a bit confused and it's either coming in spurts and stops or there's just not enough progesterone because of the amount of cortisol that we're experiencing that it throws off the balance and has us, you know, in a bit of an estrogen dominance where we are experienced major mood swings, you know, where a lot of anxiety, really heavy periods, things like that. So if that's the case, you want to look for ways that can help process through your estrogen. So eating really like focusing on cruciferous vegetables, especially in the first half of your cycle, right? Your follicular and your ovulatory phases when estrogen is more prominent and on the rise. Um, Good fats, eating a rainbow of vegetables, making sure there's quality protein at every single meal. Um, You can, you know, you can consider some good omega-3s as well. And just, again, paying attention to that and processing through and helping support. Even just that warm water with lemon in the morning that you hear me talk about can be so helpful to support the liver, whose role is multifaceted, but absolutely is to help metabolize the excess hormones like estrogen and change them from fat soluble to water soluble so we can actually poop them out. So you see, it's an important part to help support your own estrogen processing and estrogen 
metabolic, sorry, metabolization, we'll say it. This, the thir- second E is exercise. So of course we all know regular physical activity can help reduce stress, improve mood, and promote better sleep. And I always aim for... I always aim for a minimum of one 30-minute walk a day. I mean, I have a dog. That dog needs to be walked twice a day at least for 30 minutes. So I really like to get two walks in. But I always aim for a minimum of one 30-minute walk a day. And one thing I like to call 30 minutes on the mat. Depending on where I am in my cycle, depending on what my body is saying to me, depending on how my sleep has been, that 30 minutes on the mat might be a nice weightlifting workout, it might be a Pilates workout, it might be some great yoga and stretching, or it honestly might simply be me laying there and breathing for 30 minutes. 30 minutes on the mat helps you with that movement, and on on top of that, like like today, people get really bent out of shape about fitness in terms of weight loss. But I had a 30-minute walk this morning and I had a 30-minute yoga practice. No stress added to my body, right? Because when we work out hard, we are actively adding stress to our body. And if we are already over-consumed with stress, it doesn't matter how hard you work out. You're going to slow your metabolism and amp up your fat storage. We don't want that. So a 30-minute walk for me and a 30-minute yoga session burned like over 400 calories. And it was easy and fun and beautiful and made me feel so good and helped support my, my hormones. So definitely walk every day. Definitely do a mat something every single day. But don't stress about it being anything super intense. I really avoid intense fitness these days. Okay. And of course the P is progesterone support. So of course, progesterone is another hormone that can affect quality sleep. So you want to look again at natural remedies and, and some of my favorite natural remedies are looking at foods that can help increase your progesterone. So here are 13 foods that can really help increase it. Of course, nuts, because they include zinc and magnesium. Like a lot of the issues with hormone imbalance is that we don't have enough micro, we're missing our micronutrients. So more micronutrients will really help support the, the proper production of these hormones a good dark chocolate. So something that is over 70%, clean, organic, non-GMO chicken. I don't eat that, but that's because I'm a vegetarian, but has some great B6 in there and and has been known to help um, increase progesterone levels. Citrus fruits, of course, that that are a good source of vitamin C. Any leafy greens are beneficial. They really include a lot of calcium and magnesium. Peppers, because of that vitamin C again, if you can handle peppers. Avocados, because they have a great, that great amount of healthy fat. Um, And healthy fats are really known to help increase progesterone. Salmon has your omega-3s that's massive for that. Um, and it also though that also increases increases LH, which is luteinizing hormone, which also increases your your progesterone production. Shrimp, as long as it's wild caught shrimp, which contains a lot of zinc, and it's really hard to get zinc. Most of us are really deficient in this, and it's key for lubrication and health, but lubrication for sure. Uh, cruciferous vegetables really helps with the estrogen detoxification. That's going to help promote your, your progesterone, um, oats. Again, we're looking at, we want to look at organic, sometimes gluten-free oats can really help with that fiber and making sure that you're excreting out these hormones. 
And grass-fed organic beef can be, can be helpful as well in small amounts. And finally, pumpkin seeds, which is another incredible... I put pumpkin seeds on everything. Like they, they call them pepitas. I buy them roasted and salted. I put them on all my salads, absolutely. Or if I'm making like a sandwich wrap or, or I always put pepitas in there. I love them. And they have, they're loaded with zinc, magnesium, healthy fats, protein, all of which contribute to increasing your progesterone. So to kind of walk you guys through that framework again, the SLEEP acronym, which is going to help you with your sleep during perimenopause is sleep environment, lifestyle changes, estrogen support, exercise, progesterone support. Um, and there's, there it is. So, you know, Poor sleep is a really frustrating and common symptom of perimenopause, but with the right tools and support, it doesn't have to be a permanent part of your life. By following that sleep acronym framework, you can take the steps you need to improve your sleep quality and overall health. So try it out, see what works for you, send me a DM, meet me in the DMs, make sure that you message me, you know, write a review here write me directly. I want to be able to help you and meet you where you're at. Don't forget that we have the monthly challenge in the perimenopause posse happening. Because if you're not a posse member, get in there for these challenges. This is where we actually go together, work together, follow the P4 formula, which is exactly what I do. It was the formula that helped me drop 20 pounds. It was the formula that helped me sleep through the night. It was the formula that helps me live and laugh and be happy again. And just have a lot less anxiety. Okay. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave me a review. I love hearing from you guys. As always, you can find more resources and information on my website. Make sure that if you haven't applied for one of my one-on-one private one-month hormone healing coaching programs, again, these are this is my exclusive program. When you apply, I will send you an email if you are accepted. So look out for that email right away. Sometimes I send you guys emails and then I don't ever hear from you again. And we set up a a free call where we get to meet face-to-face and better understand where you're at. So if you ever apply and you don't, I always reply, even if it's not a fit. So if if you haven't heard from me, make sure you reach out. I want to hear from you. I want to help. And uh, we can talk about what the right option is for you. And even if that is not the right option, I'll be able to point you in the direction of what is. Sister, go out and be more in your life and not just less on a scale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.